going on, guys? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. Special thanks to Better Edge. And Better Edge is the place that I always talk about that everyone needs to start betting at for one reason. They don't charge a VIG. And VIG-free betting, legitimately, it means this. You're not expected to lose any money over the long run. So you could bet with Better Edge for 10 years, and you may be up some months, you may be down other months, but over the long run, you're not expected to lose anything. Why is that? Why are you not, you know, you may say... Tyler, I'm an average better. I make one bet a day. I'm, I don't ever win money. Why would that change with Better Edge? Because when you bet VIG free, you're betting risk free. What they're doing is taking away that small percent edge the house has. So every time you win, you're getting back the same amount, the same amount that you lose. So everyone listening who's an average better probably going to go around fifty percent over the course of your lifetime. Okay. Well, if you're betting a hundred and winning a hundred every game, that's even. You're going to break even. The reason sportsbooks get you is because they charge minus one ten. If you're betting 110 to win 100, over the long run, if you go 50%, you're going to get killed. But Better Edge doesn't charge a VIG. They allow everyone to bet risk-free. That's why my family members, my girlfriend, everyone who I ask to sign up who may not be a winning sports better, I tell all of them to sign up at Better Edge because I know I can feel good about it because they're actually expected to really not lose any money over the long run. Check them out online, betteredge.com, and use promo code SHARP. You may as well get 10 free dollars in your account while you're signing up. So start betting vig-free, betteredge.com, promo code SHARP. What's going on? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. Thanks for joining us on a Friday. Today is the 23rd, April 23rd, 2021. And the British accent, that's actually a little foreshadowing. You like that? A little M. Night Shyamalan at the beginning, a little foreshadowing. Uh, We'll talk some soccer today. We will talk some Premier League. Every Friday, you guys know the drill, we do a deep dive handicap on one game coming up this weekend. Well, the game we're going to do today, West Ham taking on Chelsea tomorrow in the Premier League. This game is at 9.30 a.m. Pacific, 12.30 p.m. Eastern. Again, tomorrow morning, that's Saturday in the Premier League. So let's jump right in. The starting price that we see right now around the market is, uh, and this is pretty consensus, uh, West Ham is plus 375 to win. Chelsea is minus 135 to win. And the draw is plus 280. Uh, so the, the bet that we like here is actually we're going to go West Ham plus a half or double chance. So that's written on, on different websites where you, wherever you bet. It's either plus 0.5 or double chance. What that means is if the game ends in a draw, we still win our bet. So if West Ham wins, we win. If it ends at a tie, we win. If Chelsea win, ends up winning the game, we, we lose. So uh, we're going to go West Ham plus a half, and that current price is plus 110. So based on the odds, we are taking the heavy underdog here, right? Chelsea's minus 135 to win, West Ham plus 375. But we're going to take West Ham plus a half, plus 110. All right, so I think the main factor in this game is the market is still not willing to fully adjust to how good West Ham is this year. And I actually get it. You know, I'll admit, I was slow to move on West Ham this year, too. There's certain things, when you look at some deep, you know, advanced analytics, or at least readily available analytics and soccer, West Ham is not one of the better teams. You know, uh, Chelsea, Man U, Man, uh, Man City, even Liverpool this year, their expected goals are some of the best in the league. The expected goals allowed some of the best in the league, at least when you talk about season-long stats. Okay, but what happens is 
West Ham has played very up and down this season. They have been streaky. I'll admit, West Ham's been a little bit streaky, but they're much better than this line is is suggesting that, that they are. So just overall, without any additional factors, I think that we've got a tiny bit of value on West Ham, but the following things we'll talk about brings us over the top and gives us our full value to go ahead and play the Hammers tomorrow plus a half. So like I said, when you look at expected goals from advanced analytics, West Ham, middle of the pack for a lot of those. But when you put the magnifying glass on the last month, okay, the last four weeks, West Ham is number three in expected goals per game. They're playing completely different soccer. The midfield is working tremendously well together. They're allowing the defense to transition to midfield and then get it up to the final third. They're playing very smoothly, and that allows an offense like West Ham to gel. And when you've got guys like Jesse Lingard, who have only played in 10 games this year, keep in mind, he's only played in 10 games this year for West Ham, doing the damage he's doing, you're going to get a team that can score offensively and can, and can finish in the final third, something that scares a team like Chelsea. You know, Chelsea's defense has been great this year and expected goals allowed all season long. I think they're third or fourth overall. They've got a great defense, but West Ham has the creativity and the talent to finish and actually score goals against this good Chelsea team. So last four weeks, West Ham, number three in expected goals in the Premier League. Now, over that same span, West Ham is actually 14th in expected goals allowed. So they have been giving up goals, and West Ham does play a bit more of an open style of soccer. Now, having said that, Chelsea has only scored one goal themselves in the last three games. So Chelsea, they're not clicking on offense very well. I feel like they're playing tighter and tighter under Thomas Tuchel. And they just seem apprehensive. They seem like they're not finishing, like they're not playing well in the f- it, offensively together, you know? And that's what you need. It's not... People think that things are isolated with defense, midfield, offense. They all have to play cohesively to get the results you're looking for. Now, I will say, Chelsea's had interesting circumstances. They didn't really need to score when they played their follow-up game in, in the Champions League, you know? So, so it's not like they've had their backs against the wall and they haven't been performing, but that's not really what you're looking for. You need to, to create sometimes motivation. You need to synthesize uh, uh, motivation for your team. And you'll see a lot of managers do this. Before a big Premier League or uh, before a big Champions League game or Europa game or FA Cup or EFL Cup, you'll often see coaches put in good players because they want to get them going. They want to get some good momentum. It's not enough just to sit these guys for the biggest games and then put them out there. So, you know, Chelsea has been mixing up the lineup, but the, the facts are the facts. They haven't been scoring and that's something that they need to do. So Chelsea, last three games, one goal allowed. So given the fact that West Ham does allow some goals, give up some chances. The fact that Chelsea's not been doing well offensively kind of decreases that factor in this handicap. And above all of that, I really do believe that we see a change in the way West Ham approaches this game. I believe West Ham comes out and really stresses defense. Okay, They know, West Ham understands that Chelsea wants to hold the ball and push it. So I think that West Ham's not going to fight that. I believe Chelsea will easily handle the ball more than West Ham tomorrow. I'm expecting 58, 60% possession from Chelsea. West Ham understands this. They know this. They're going to play different than we've seen them play so far this season in, in many games. So I think that above everything, West Ham hasn't been great on defense. Chelsea hasn't scored, but I think we see a fundamental change in the type of defense West Ham plays tomorrow. And like I mentioned, they're more than capable of countering and scoring on the other end. Also, okay, another factor here. 
Chelsea is in the middle of a, a very, very intense Champions League semifinal race. Uh, Chelsea has Real Madrid. They play Real Madrid in Spain three days after this game. So they've got to play this game, get ready, pack up, go to Spain, and play their biggest game of the season. And make no mistake about it. Chelsea at Real Madrid is for sure their biggest game so far this season. They're going to be all hands on deck for that game. So what we have here is an inverse of motivation where we're going to get a West Ham team who is currently fifth overall in the Premier League. Let's pull up some some, uh, standings real quick. Uh, West Ham is currently number five in the Premier League, and they've got one game on Tottenham and one game on Man City. So Man U, Leicester, Chelsea, West Ham, Liverpool, all with 32 matches played. So West Ham needs to keep up. They want to finish top five. It's crucially important. A team like West Ham, who doesn't always get a chance to play European soccer, and to refresh you guys if you don't know, European soccer means you finish top five in the Premier League. The top four go to the Champions League next year. Number five goes to the Europa League next year. So it's crucially important that for West Ham, they're not around here all the time. You know, teams like Man City, Man U, Leicester, Chelsea, they're always in this conversation. Man U, or, uh, West, uh, excuse me, West Ham is not. So I guarantee they really want to take advantage of that this year. They need and really, really, really want to finish top four, if not top five worst case. Right now, West Ham sitting in that number five spot with a game in hand on Tottenham. They need some kind of, of result here. A draw would be great for West Ham because Chelsea's one spot ahead of West Ham on goal differential. They both have 55 points. This is a massive game for West Ham. And I believe this is West Ham's biggest game of the season so far. So think about what we have. We have a team in Chelsea who has their biggest game coming up three days after this. Their biggest game of the season is three days after this game. This could almost be, this is almost meaningless to Chelsea, except for that race for the top four, which does mean something, but I believe the Real Madrid game is so much more important for Thomas Tuchel and Chelsea. So we have Chelsea, who's going to be looking forward to their biggest game of the year, and meanwhile, we have West Ham, who's going to be playing their biggest game of the year, some of the best soccer they've played all year, they're in great form, and they're going to be fully motivated with a fully healthy squad. I know they got a red card last game. I forget off the top of my head who got the red card. He's one of their lowest-ranked players. Not a big deal, okay? West Ham will be fine. So inverse of motivation, and it's a strong inverse of motivation in this game. Again, yes, West Ham gives up goals and plays very open, but I think that we see a fundamental change this game. If West Ham does change... Chelsea's not going to score a lot of goals. And also, if Chelsea buys into this into this strategy and they try and take advantage and try and hold the ball and try and push it, West Ham is more than capable of countering and scoring several goals against Chelsea's defense. I also have a kind of a small under-the-radar stat here. Uh, tomorrow in uh, Stratford, which is uh, in East London where uh, West Ham plays their games, we're expecting 15 to 20 mile an hour wins tomorrow. So what does that mean? Well, I've got a great little under-the-radar stat here. Chelsea is a finesse team who's got... They have trouble, from what I've seen, being diverse in different weather conditions, especially wind. Chelsea this year has played 11 games in what we consider to be strong wind. And in those games, they're 3-8 straight up. Okay? Straight up, they're 3-8 in those conditions. 
And West Ham actually does perfectly fine in bad weather. In fact, players adapt and play more in the air under David Moyes. Uh, as an example, this year, just look no further than Jesse Lingard, a player who himself usually commands the ball and scores most of the time from direct shots. Well, this year, under West Ham, he's crossed the ball 20 times himself in only 10 appearances. So, and and all, all doing that while scoring nine goals in those 10 games. So, Players are adapting under David Moyes. They're playing well in bad weather. They can cross it. No, no problem. And Chelsea hasn't shown that same adaptability. That's just a small stat, small factor in this game, but I wanted to get that out there. Uh, overall, Chelsea's going to have to decide what's more important. And I think we see a stronger team against Real Madrid later in the week and more of a cautious approach tomorrow. So once again, my best bet or uh, you know, my, my deep dive bet for, for Friday, we're going to go West Ham plus a half plus 110 against Chelsea tomorrow in the Premier League. That game time is 9.30 a.m. Pacific, 12.30 p.m. Eastern, and that's Saturday morning in the Premier League. So let's go West Ham Hammers. And uh, that does it for today's show. So good luck, whatever you have going on today or tonight, and we'll talk to you tomorrow bright and early on the Sharp Angle Podcast.